It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is the Love Rugby League podcast, bringing you the latest rugby league news, talking points, and exclusive interviews. Listen as fellow fans and experts discuss the burning issues in the game and share their bold predictions. We're out every Wednesday to look ahead to your rugby league weekend. to the Love Rugby League podcast. I'm Josh McAllister. No James Gordon this week, so I'm joined by Ben Alomi. I've been practicing how to pronounce his last name, but I think I've uh, I've got it correct there. He joins us on placement at loverubleague.com from UCLAN. Ben, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Nice to be here. Uh, later on, on the show, I catch up with former St. Helens Castleford Toronto Barrow man, Jake Emmett. Calls himself a bit of a journeyman. Uh, he's also played in Australia and France. He goes through his career and uh, we discuss all things rugby league. Uh, but for now, uh, last week in Super League, there was wins for Wakefield, Huddersfield, Castleford, St. Helens, Hull, Carbon, Wigan. Ben, another defeat for Leeds and another defeat for Warrington. That might be the headline one at Hull, KR. Darrell Powell wasn't too pleased with that one. And I think he offered to meet fans and sort of discuss future plans over a pint at the end of it. Yeah, I saw that, obviously, a really, really bad defeat uh, again. I, I really don't know where the, where the problem lies. I don't think it is Darrell Powell. I've seen... You know, I don't think it's really serious shots, but I've seen a few calling for his name already. But even the fact that that's been mentioned, I think it's a bit, bit of a farce. Um, I really don't think it's his fault. I think they've got the players there to be, perform- to be performing a lot better than they already are. Um, and there's, you know, there's something maybe on the line. Yeah, St. Helens, James Roby played his 500th career game, earned all three Man of Steel points, another win, another defeat for Leeds. Apparently they've been linked with... Shane Flanagan over in Australia, Gary, Hever- Gary Heverington's over in Australia soon searching for their head coach role. Do you think that's something they need to sort sooner rather than later? Yeah, definitely. Like, without someone you know in charge that's going to be there a bit more permanent, where do you go? Because JJB, is he the right answer? No one at the minute. Maybe at the minute he is, but um, I think it was always going to be tough against Saints, don't get me wrong. Um, but you know now we, we move on and they really need to start picking up points as soon as they can. Yeah, with or without a coach, St. Helens would have been a challenge, wouldn't they? Because obviously, reigning champions, yeah. best team in the competition at the minute. So you can't look too deeply into that one. But you're right, probably needs to be sorted soon. A Thursday night saw Wigan defeat Hull FC 19-18. Harry Smith kicked the drop goal there. Love a drop goal. Yes, it was a good game as well. I was there at DW. This weekend, we've got Challenge Cup action. So we'll quickly run through that. So on Friday night, Hull KR versus Castleford. Any predictions for that one? KR, KR. Yeah, KR at home. They've enjoyed some good crowds as well so far this year. We've just put a piece on loverblink.com. Uh, St. Helens leading the way with their average crowds. On the Saturday, there's two games. First up, Catalans versus St. Helens. Bit of a rivalry going on between them two recently, isn't there? Yeah, it's a, it's a massive game, isn't it, really? I think it's the game of the weekend. Um, if you're asking me for a prediction for that one, I'm going to go Saints, but just just Saints. Yeah, so I'll I'll join with the whole KR. Uh that's on the Friday night Premier Sports. Catalan St. Helens, I think I'll go against you. I think I'll go Catalans, just because they're at home. Uh, although, you know, it's going to be a tough one. And it's going to be a good game for BBC, I think. Uh, Steve McNamara said it's a great opportunity because it's on BBC and it's on 
national television in France for them to promote the game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No reading grace either to say this, which is yeah, big loss. Big loss indeed. Huddersfield versus Hull on Premier Sports after that on the Saturday. What do you reckon? It's a bit, it's a bit of a difficult one, I'm going to be honest. Um, let's go Huddersfield, why not? Yeah. You know, they never seem to get enough. Yeah, we'll just feel oh, well, I'll go opposite with you then. Hull FC, I think they've they've turned it around recently. Uh, obviously, they, they lost to Wigan uh, last week, but I think they've been playing all right. And then on the Sunday, just the one game, and it's at Wakefield as Wigan travelled there. Can you see anything other than a Wigan win? Or Obviously, Wakefield beat Warrington to get into the quarterfinals. Yeah, and obviously they, they beat Salford uh, last weekend, so I think it'd be a bit of a closer game than people expect. I think Wigan have come close on a couple of occasions this year. Um but I am going to go Wigan on this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll join you on that one, Wigan. Although I've been impressed by Wakefield so far this year. Mason Leno being the standout yeah. player for me. And then, you know, keeps getting mentioned and, and rightly so. Yeah, and for Wigan, obviously Jay Field has signed another two-year contract. And Ben French returned last week, so yeah. it's all good news at Wigan. Well, Jay Field, uh, I think he's got a, an option to extend for another year as well after that. So, you know, great to have him on board in, in Super League for longer. Here's the good, the bad and the ugly from the past week. So this week's good, bad and the ugly uh, for good. Who else could it be other than the inspirational Rob Burrow who received his MBE early this week? Uh, doing great things for MND, isn't he, Ben? Yeah, I mean, you've summed it up there. I think he's genuinely the hero. Um, what a player when he was on the pitch to start with and then obviously coming off it. Um, his conditions, you know, deteriorated, etc. But to see him rewarded this week for his fundraising and his positive attitude towards MND, um, no more than he deserves. I think he's a great man, um, and we obviously wish him all the best. Yeah, all the best to Rob from everyone at the Rugby League. The bad, which could possibly go under the ugly uh, this week as well, is Brad Takarangi, uh, his suspended jail sentence for, for drink driving. Hulk I released a statement earlier this week that he, he is free to play. Uh, 300 hours community service I mean it's it's not a good look for the club or for, for the sport really is it? No it really regrets badly on him the sport the club what he said um, I think the only good thing to come out of it is the fact that his community service hours have to go into rugby projects in Hull uh, so that will be really good for the, the city obviously let's first and foremost a good player um, you know passing on that sort of expertise and all his skill on to hopefully the young generations across the city Um you're touching on the actual the crime, really bad, really really bad. Yeah, I mean, um, injured a police officer obviously as well, driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, the, there's not much more that can be said about it without sort of really you know hammering him really. Well, that that it's it'll be interesting to see if Tony Smith will use him. Obviously, the statement said that he is available if and when required. There's an argument there that you know he's done the crime, he's done the punishment. Everyone deserves second chances. You can't just that can't just be it. And other people say, look, that's you know it's really bad, and they might not want him to represent their club. Yeah, I think you're not going to please everyone with whichever way you go with this, because there is that sort of split down the middle of, well, he could, um, you know, he's served his punishment or he's got his punishment, but or other people might think, you know, like you said. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see whether he actually does play any part this season at all. Yeah, uh, the ugly was. Pretty ugly this week. It's uh, the abuse aimed towards Josh Charnley. Two Warrington fans have been banned. It was following their fifth defeat, fifth straight defeat. Sorry against Hull KR. Um, abuse like that's never acceptable, is it, in, in sport or in life? No, not in any walk of life. Um, I think again, the good thing if you're looking at it from this side is that the fan has agreed to meet up with Josh Charnley and sort of talk it through. Um, and they've obviously been banned now, which is the right thing to do from from my opinion. Um, I think you've got to sort of punish the people that do this to show that it's so unacceptable. Um, regardless of what's going on on the pitch at any club, it, it can't happen. Yeah, you're right in that You know, the punishment has been served, but it's all about educating as well, making sure that they learn from their mistakes. He, he's going to or has met up with Josh Charnley, so you know, learning from this is, is vital. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about in the main thing, which I wanted to just quickly put out, was that England, they met up for the first time this year, really, this week on Monday, I think they, I believe they met at a hotel in Manchester ahead of the Rugby World Cup preparations. They were joined by special guest Gareth Southgate at the hotel. Uh, great to see England getting together and preparations finally underway for what will hopefully be a big end of year. Yeah, a massive end of year. And I think the more times that the squad can sort of get together and and even just bonding without play, you know without playing any rugby league, um, 
it's going to be so important to be united and be a team and you to the bottoms of that pitch um, towards the end of the year in the World Cup. And obviously, we, we go into it as you know one of the favourites, so we've got a, a chance to perform and it's in our own country. Yeah, you're right in that meeting up's important. Tommy Makinson said the same thing. They probably don't meet up as much as they should. I mean, they played twice last year, was it? Against All Stars yeah, and France, yeah. and then this year they'll play All Stars again. Uh, later this year then they'll play uh, Fiji at Rochdale and hopefully they'll meet up every month obviously March's meet up was cancelled because of an injury crisis so hopefully they can make up for that uh, thanks for joining us Ben maybe have you on the podcast again you're here for a couple of weeks maybe a month uh, join, uh, stick with us sorry as um, I catch up with Jake Emmett about his career in all things rugby league Keep up with all things Rugby League 24-7. Head on over to loverugbyleague.com. Hello and welcome to the Love Rugby League podcast. This week we're joined with a very special guest, Jake Jake Emmett. Uh, I'm uh, feeling a bit sorry for him today, um, only because he's been to the dentist. Uh, for me personally, I'd say the dentist is worse than... Um, Playing a career against 15, 16, 17 stone men. Jake, welcome to the uh, uh welcome to the podcast. Yeah, nice to be here. Uh we'll we'll talk about a little bit about your, about your career um and a little bit about what you're doing now, if that's all right. We'll start off. How does a, a, yeah, a guy from Warrington end up playing for St. Ellen's for a start? Oh, long story, mate. Yeah, I was at Warrington Academy as a kid. Um, right, yeah. signed for them. Did two years and did the second year, did pretty well, but it was just a bit further down the pecking order, I think, back then. Um, so I lost a bit of interest in it. Started third drinking with my mates and um, seeing some of them were playing at Lynn Rugby Union and they could drink before and after games. So I ended up going two years into a three-year deal, giving a year up at Warrington and going down to Lim playing there. But I enjoyed it down there, playing with men, first team rugby and... It was good. It was a good crack. And luckily, I had a bit of a connection with Mike Rush before when I wanted to come back and he'd give me a chance to come back and play for Saints Academy. Um, and probably one of the best things I did. Yeah, I mean, how did you find your time at St. Helens? And now, now we can see all the success they're having. But I think, was it 2008-ish oh, you played there? Yeah, so I went in 2008, um, the academy. And it was just like conveyor belt. I think like most of the, most of the lads played first team either there or somewhere. Some good players, um, like Johnny Lomax was two years below me, but I did a question, uh, I, I did another podcast a few weeks ago and they said my one seven. I can't believe I put him, didn't put him in the top 30. I forgot all about him because he was just always good, Johnny. So it's great watching last night and seeing him still killing it and tough little lad. So it was good. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. We had a lot of success. We were behind probably a good Wigan side at the time. So we lost two years on the trot in the academy. Grand finals, so but I had a great time there. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, a few good drinks down, what's the name? In Imperial, the lads there. <laughs> so good. Yeah, you talk about your teammates. Some of them still playing now. We were just talking about Gary Wheeler, of course, as well. Would he be in the same? Yeah, Wheels is there. now. Yeah, Wheels. He's saying about his injuries and stuff. So he's only got like what's the name? Twenty year old, really. The amount of these games he's played, but it's not his fault. He can't help injuries. Oh no, it's not. It's a shame, really, because he's such a good talent, and people don't get to see it. Um, but yeah, Dicko's still going. Dicko's at Toulouse. He plays back in Super League tomorrow. Andrew Dixon, she's good. Um, God, there's a female Johnny Lomax, uh, Matty Ashurst, who's at Wakefield. Who's had a great career. Went left there and has gone on to getting Dream Team and stuff like that. But I'm missing a few out. Jamie Ellis, he's at York still. Yeah, yeah, he's still going. Yeah. I'm trying to think. We had loads. My Smith kind of was in and out. So he's at Witness still. And Steve Tara, Todsey, he's going still. But I'm missing a few out. And I apologise if you have. <laughs> if they're listening. I'm, 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 I've been too many clubs. On, I can't yeah. remember everyone's I can't remember everyone's name. I'm sure. I've had about yeah. 10 clubs. I can't remember them. Every club I've been to, never mind that. We've got half so. an hour to fill, fill in all these 10 clubs. Uh, so we'll, we'll move oh, on. Geez. I think you spent some loan time in Leah, but then you were permanently at Castleford. That was your next club. Yeah, when Jill, when Jill Reds come out, I went to Leah. And again, it, it kind of worked out really well for me because position I was playing, I needed to play against men. And I had a great time there with um, the lads. And we again, we had, I think we went on a good winning streak. And... I ended up, 
I look now and I thought scoring was easy back then. I just used to fall on balls and score about 12. And I think I only once scored one since from then. So it says how good I am at scoring. And then your time at Castle, but how did you find that? I think over over 50 appearances there. Yeah, again, it was it was good how it came about, really, because I was thinking of staying at St. Helens, but then they were bringing like players in, still had, like like great players, players who are still there now. Um, and Aussie internationals. And again, I, I would have been playing the back end of the year and I, I got put down a bit. I would have been down the pecking order again, which is fine. So a chance to come up to go to Cass and I went there and again, it was a good decision at the time. Um, I, we had, we're, I think we overachieved a bit. Um, we're like second in the league going up to Easter. Um, don't get me wrong. I'd pull like that down to Rangi Chase getting Man of Steel that year. Um, but we had a great little team spirit there and just injuries caught up on us. I think we missed out for the last day. You know, to make the playoffs. Yeah. After losing some big players that year, they lost Shenton, Westerman. So two of the, the gun players and they brought we we had a good time. Um and I did my ACL at the back end of that year. So it, it just ended a bit bit of sweet that year, but it was good. We had got to the semi final of the Challenge Cup and we got beaten extra time by Leeds. So but we just we're a small squad and ran out ran out of steam towards the end. But I had a great time at Cass. Different world around there. Yeah. Did you move to Castle? Did you move to Yorkshire? I travelled for a year. The first year, I travelled with um, Stu Jones and Martin Aspinwall from Wigan, which was still speaking in the WhatsApp group. We were speaking about it the other day, um, travelling, all three of us. Um, and then after he did my knee, Aspin went Hull and Jones was driving. And Ian Millwood said to me, he wanted me to move up there. So, because he got the job. So I was pretty close to Basel at the time. Um, so I ended up moving up there for two years and let me tell you it's a different breed them Cass if you're from Cass Vegas different type of town but great people great club as well so it's brilliant seeing how they've gone on and like they've progressed and everything and again there's, they had some good kids coming through at the time like Daryl Clark had a Milner Nathan Massey who's about my age calling him a kid and they they're, they're all still playing, so they're all all had a great career. So yeah, they sort of had new era, don't they? This year, Castleford under Lee Radford, it's the new era for them. So it's quite yeah, exciting. yeah, it's which is good. Time, I quite quite enjoying to see because I'm from Warrington. We're pretty lucky. We've got Daryl Powell now, which I, I'm hoping always our year, isn't it, Warrington? So, so I was gonna, about maybe to add, this Warrington fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say I'm a Warrington fan. I had me Wolf fat ticket and all that as a kid. Um, I actually went to the Steph Ratchet testimonial game the other week uh, with a few lads from the pub. Uh, so I went and watched that. It was good crack. Good to see him get a good crowd for his testimonial as well. So I won't mind being a quid behind him at the moment. <laughs> yeah, there was plenty of fans packed out for that, wouldn't they? Yeah, about 7,500, which yeah, is great. For, with pre-season, but it's to, to celebrate him specifically, I'm sure he would please his punch with that. Oh, you've got to be on That's it. <laughs> I should have Good asked. Holiday. Yeah, yeah. Should have asked really about your. Um, we'll go back to say Ellen just quickly. Your debut. I'm always interested to hear if players remember their debut and what they were feeling before the game and being told, you know, they're going to make the debut. Because I imagine you must have been a young lad. Yeah, I'd have been about 18, I think. But um, I hadn't. I think I did one training session with the first team before then. I was still working and doing my apprenticeship as a joiner. And I'd been working in London on that Friday, and I, I don't know why probably technology then they couldn't get hold of me so they phoned my mum and then my mum said you need to ring Mike Rush and I was playing on the Sunday uh, got a game against Wakefield which was brilliant a bit nerve-wracking um, but we won a bit easy playing rugby when you got a team like Saints had at the time like you just basically fold into it really looking back just, just like once to, one to 25 we're just all international so pretty easy I didn't have to do much um, but it went all right, and I had to go back work on the Monday, back on the building site. But you were sore. Oh, I was adrenaline then. I was younger. Oh yeah. Younger. <laughs> so I was and all right. As, a, as just... an eighteen-year-old making his debut, did the lads find out that it, the, the coach had to ring your mum? I imagine that wouldn't have gone down well in the dressing oh, room. I, I, I very much doubt they cared or anything happened like that. It wasn't like <laughs> all these social medias. I think my from didn't know my name when I was playing anyway, so it was all right. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll you, you sort of 
clubs continue. Salford, Lee, Swinton, and then we'll, we'll get to Toronto. I mean, obviously, not around anymore, although they're, they're going to yeah. be in the league in America. How did you find your time at Toronto in it? You know, oh, was- loved it. Loved it. Best thing ever. It ruined rugby for me and in a bad way coming back. It was just normal again, you know, like day to day. Yeah. Just because it was so exciting playing over there, travelling. Um, first two years, well, I was only there a bit with the new coach, so, uh, but the first two years, just brilliant, great set of lads, everyone enjoyed it, like a stag do the first year. <laughs> a six month, only full time. <laughs> six months here, six months over there, was that the right, was that right at the start as well? No, you know, so you, you trained over here because it's too cold, and then we um, used to fly out the first year, I think we flew out for a week, come back for two weeks, flew out for three weeks. Aye. Back for three weeks, back for three weeks. And then it was brilliant. Though. I preferred the second year, though, um, when we were playing better sides and stuff. But we had like a 12-week block over there, which was great because everyone got to bring the families out. Families come at different times and different families. So it was just really good. And bring, like, going for a coffee with a load of lads next week that I used to travel with from there. and So it was a really tight group. And, like, again, it's just a pay didn't work out. Because there is a market for it there, and I just feel so sorry for all the Super League fans that were going to go but didn't get to go, because they would have just loved it. It's just it, infectious. The so. atmosphere looked cracking. It did, and I think yeah. The, I mean, I know pe- people might have been negative. Said they threw threw a couple of free tickets out, but that's how you start bringing in your fans, isn't it? You, you yeah, that's tickets, it. But then you get the fans in, and then you you keep them hooked. And there was there was eight thousand at a time, wasn't there? Watching, watching. Yeah, I'm playing like no disrespect, like Oxford. So it's like eight thousand, but like I remember going like we were playing and like Eric Perez was saying, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be eight thousand hottest ticket in town." But then we're warming up and there's like a man and his dog, you know, the first game. But they all like it's like the baseball; they all stay outside. I didn't realize when it kicks off, it's done in eighty minutes. So, so what, um, what you're thinking? You're thinking he's he's told us a lie. Of eight thousand, where is it? So, that's it. We wait. I was waiting for the bubble to burst after the first week. Never mind. I was happy we got three years later, and I was gone by then. So, but it's just a shame. It's a shame how it's happened, and yet it's ruined. Well, it's not ruined. Like they could always go back, but it's a shame it happened to the fans. And again, it was a really bad situation for the players that were there at the time and the staff. So I just feel sorry for them, and I just wish it worked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's there's loads of stories behind the scenes payment and all that but the club itself, yeah yeah they, 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 there's a thing now in rugby where it's not just a game it's an event and I feel like Toronto might have kick-started that because they saw everything that was going off away from the pitch and it's all about making this game an event rather than the just the yeah event, you know? did it really well it's what sports is about really it's a day out for the family and things like that and I think Barra Barra are doing it a little bit now at the back end they put things and and if they said they'd seen it there and they've tried to put it there and no Look, they're getting three or four thousand a game, so you make it. it should be a family day to come and see sports. It shouldn't just be all that sort of stuff. So it's good, but just pity it's finished. And you can tell by my voice is sigh thinking about it because it could have been so good. Just, but anyway, case okay, are Yeah, and then you moved on uh, back to Lee. How did that move sort of come about? Obviously, a club that you knew about. Yeah, I knew Duff and. Look, Brian Matt didn't fancy me as a player, which is personal opinion. Like I say, it's not the first time I've been told I'm rubbish. So, um, yeah, I ended up going Lee. And it, I was, I think I was getting to the back end where mentally I was just like, I'm done with rugby. I don't really want to play. And I'm good mates with Duffs. And he spoke to me about the year after they were going full time. And I was going to go full time with them, but. It didn't sit right for me. I'm quite because it could have. I could have gone there. And I, I wasn't the player. I'm not saying I was a great player before, but I was better than I was playing. So I just thought I needed something a bit fresh, and that's me getting back to saying to you about Toronto. Kind of ruined it for me. You know, like, like you've got that weekend. You go, I could go away and stuff like that. And no disrespect to any clubs, but it's just once you've been doing it for like ten years, it's the same routine, and that was something new. And then you were coming back to that. So an opportunity came up to me to go France. Um, and I just I jumped at it really. I like France as a place, and that came up. So I ended up going to Carcassonne. But that year we had with Duffs, the club did really well considering they were about to go Buntley, and he got him into the playoffs, which was 
they never had a team two weeks before. So again, it was just good coach. Everything kind of worked out. Good people in the rare at the same time. And it, it's just a pity they're in the championship now when they got all the facilities to do everything and got the backer to do it and they could have gone back up. So did hopefully they'll have a good season. Did you locate over to France? Yeah, I moved to Carcassonne. Yeah, you, so you so you, yeah, obviously you lived there for the for the season. So I mean, in terms of rugby, you you managed to travel a little bit, haven't you? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, we have. Like I said, I'm journeyman. <laughs> journeyman. We do Atlantic Sea, yeah. English English Channel, Atlantic Sea. Can't get rid of me. Just keep coming back for more. And uh, I believe you picked up uh, Liberal League editors and deputy editor. Uh, James Gordon and, and Drew while over there and, and enjoyed a beer because I think they went to the French Magic Weekend and let me yeah, tell you, they've, that, not, that they've, not stopped, they've not stopped talking about it since then, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think it was yeah, the well, end of um, their reporting <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it's host you well, the French. I'd only been there two weeks before via that. So I'm not spoke English to someone in, what, two weeks? Because no one in Stockton always speaks English. So it was good to have a beer with someone I could speak to, but... I think get by him a beer and give him a lift to the airport. I think the ride up, give me a good ride up over it of the weekend that I played. So I just grabbed him a little. Didn't you? Probably, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. I think he said they're gonna they're gonna be well this year. Him over there next minute, I'm back at that, so I'm retired. So, but yeah, again, getting back to the French league, you don't realize how big it is down south in the south of France. Would be like I didn't realize how passionate it is. So having two Super League teams now. And a World Cup there is just going to hopefully just send it through the roof. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that because obviously James Maloney and Nathan Peets are in that league at the oh, minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously it's it's a very attractive league to be in. But yourself, you say, was every were all your teammates French? How did you cope? So have you picked up a little bit of French? How did you cope training? Oh, and no, we pity, pity. Um, <laughs> so you can only have like three, three overseas players for each colour thing, how it works out. Right. So... The ex-Sheffield player, cast player, Gary Lowe, he was over there. He'd been there for two years and just didn't even bother trying to learn French. Just didn't even bother. And they're just going to, they all just laugh and stuff like that. But some of the lads could speak a bit of English. Um, some couldn't. So, And then an Aussie came over, Tony Pello, um, who's just signed for Melbourne this year as a backup. Yeah, a really good player. If he could get over to England, he was trying to get over to England, but couldn't get in because he hadn't got so many games you know, yeah, to play, yeah. but he would have just been a handy pickup for any team in the championship or stuff like that. And he'd have got to the Super League, I'm pretty sure of that. So there was just us free living in an apartment block and stuff like that. So we could speak and the French put us in and then me and Tony started having um, French lessons twice a week. So we're getting pretty good at it towards the end. I went back in November for a weekend and I met up with my teacher and I felt embarrassed because I forgot all it up to her. So, but it was good. It was good. Good experience. Good lifestyle. Yeah. The as are you in that league of players coming over, you're well looked after by the club. Yeah, really, really, really looked after. Like they give you sort of your accommodation, your car. Like we never had to pay for lunch. We just had steak and chips every lunch at a bar that the club support. The one that supports the club. So we just walked there for our lunch, steak and chips. Um, and if you've ever been Carcassonne, there's a big castle there and everything. It's, it's, it is beautiful. So I think my friends are going to watch um, Warrington versus Lewis in a few weeks. Yeah. And they fly into Carcassonne. It's only about 40 minutes up the road to Toulouse. But you can get flights. Like I was getting return, return flights with Ryanair from Manchester. £22 return. That's so nice. Was that just to come back yeah. and visit family and friends? Well, yeah, exactly. Like we they only fly like Friday to Mondays. So, like, they don't play when it's raining in France. They just call, everything just stops. Like, you can't play if it's too wet. So, like, you get a message Friday morning. Like, oh, I'll, get, I'll go back on a flight. You know, I'll be back Monday and not miss a training session and stuff like that. So, but it was good experience. On Monday night, Featherstone versus Lee. Playing oh, any weather. You know, oh, I, I remember playing... Um, one of the first games of the year for Toronto versus Whitehaven. Like the first year in League One. Oh, you want to see the pitch? I've seen some pictures the other week. It's ridiculous. If he wasn't on Premier Sports at the time, he wouldn't have played. <laughs> he played in the Cup as well. Did he play? Was it Siddle in the Challenge Cup? 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that might, was that the club's first? That might have been the club's first competitive game, and obviously, there's yeah. Big, I mean, fair play to Siddle, but they're just they are an amateur club, aren't they? So you have this big yeah. Well, and they go I, and play I think it's it's still on BBC. I play it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If you go and challenge yeah. cup, it's a couple of the games, and that one's still there. Yeah. From see the Reece Jack's picture on it, and um, because I was watching. Rochdale the other week because my mate Penky plays for him. You know when they run oh, yeah. I play it. So I was seeing and that game's on for. I'm not watching that one back. It wasn't it wasn't free flowing. Let's put it that way. Mates with Sean Penkovich. I mean he's oof, pushing pushing forty. Well yeah, he's, going, yeah, he's, he's for, yeah 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 he's forty now. He's still going. Rochdale captain. How do you how do you know him? Uh, through Lee and right, stuff like yeah, that. Of course, yeah. But and then in Toronto, but get along really well. Um, so I'm going actually going out with him tomorrow afternoon after a few beers and stuff. So well, after that, they play a lot lane tomorrow. They do, yeah, in the challenge. Yeah, court. so we, we're meeting and meeting and afterwards for a few beers. But he's um, he's trying to get me to go down to Castle Lane. So I used to live up the road from there. So oh, I'll stay away. It's meant to be raining. I love a lion. As none of you, obviously, you're not contracted to anywhere this year. We'll, we'll go on to that. As, as no, none of your mates called you up and said, do you not fancy a little gig at Rochdale or a little gig at here or there in League One Championship? Yeah, I've had a few phone calls, but it's <laughs> not for me. I did, I've, I've, I've had enough. I like my weekends too much now. <laughs> I can sit back and just relax and that's it. I can go, find time to go to the dentist now. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, that hurts the bank. And then, um, obviously, your, your most recent club, which you signed during last season, was Barrow. Uh, in, ter- in terms of travelling, <laughs> that must have been a fair travel. I, I imagine you did one training session up there, and then I think of the inner system where they do a training session for the players in this area as well. This area. No. Did you go up no. twice a week? Twice a week. Right. Sometimes three times a week. Uh, captain's run. So what I did not want to play last year. I did not want to play. And we, Gary Wheeler, my good mates up there, and I think he's put my name for it. He had a few injuries, so I hadn't played in over a year. And they got me at a weak moment on a Sunday. I like to have going out for a few beers on a Sunday, watching the football. And it got to about six o'clock, and they're phoning me up. I had Steve Neal, Paul Kressler, and um, he's good mates with Paul Rowley, and he's phoning me up. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. And they got me at a weak point where I agreed. And then the next morning, I woke up to go work, and I thought, "What have I done?" So I was stuck in it then. But so from then, we had to do Wednesdays. We used to meet in Standish. They got a minibus, and about six of us used to travel up. Yeah, because Carl Forster would be in St. Ellen's area. Main driver. Yeah. Wheeler, uh, Bally. Shaw. Was Shaw was it based in Warrington, wasn't he? I think he's moved up to Barrow now. But Ryan Shaw. Was yeah. Shaw used to drive on his own. Shaw is just a weirdo, so he just he travelled once. And he was driving, and I've never been so scared on my first day. I was knackered before I got there because he was driving. <laughs> he was bagging his hand. He's stressed out. Some of the pictures, he, some of the pictures while he was showing me when I was driving, I was going, "What? Like I've known Shory before. He's just gone weirder." So <laughs> um, he, he used to travel on his own. Be like driving next to us then. So, but he was good though. You, you think it's far? It's far after working. I can um, imagine. I don't work for, uh, yeah, I can imagine it's a long. Day finishing work and traveling up, and then you probably don't finish. Till yeah, ten o'clock. Travel down. Yeah, get yeah, and that's it. Get home, but it was good if you weren't driving. You just had a few beers on the bus on the way home. Stopped at Chinese's and stuff like that, and helped. We were winning a bit and going from promotion, so it made the things a bit easier. But I had a great time there, and I I never played for a Cumbrian club before. But then you you don't realize the passion how until you get there. There. It's really good, and I just hope they go from strength to strength as well. Just come be in rugby. There's, there's, there's a market for it, but I, I don't think you'll ever get them to merge. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but you're right in that market because I think they've been they've they've they handed out season tickets to all Cumbrian school children last year, and I think they've been rewarded with high attendances this year. Then they've got the yeah. marquee, and then they've had they've added they've only added strength at Barrow with Jared Samet, Josh Ward. Yes, I think the two from like, two so far this year. Yeah. Yeah, two from two. And they had a good um, pre-season, a few games there. And they reckon Danny Langley's been... I was with Wheeler and Carl Foss having a coffee the other week. They reckon he's just been killing it for them. Which is a really good championship signing. And, like, they've signed well. And they've got good kids there as well. Coming through, like, Charlie Ensworth and all that. So, if they just 
it is. It's just a different breed again up there, and hopefully they do well, or all the Cumbrian sides do well, really. But hopefully get up there and have a game. But I'm hoping Rochdale get through tomorrow. Me and a few mates said if the, I hope they're away, Rochdale. So we said we'll go off for the weekend, stay in the Witherspoons. There. There's a hotel above the Witherspoons, and then go and watch the game afterwards. It sounds like a hopefully, good hopefully the weather's better than last week when I watched. I've seen the highlights from the Barrow Whitehaven game that I just thought oh, I'm yeah. so happy I'm not playing. <laughs> it could have so been so happy. Well, when you signed, I, when you signed, I believe the quote said that they were quite keen to keep you on again. Was that that a conversation that materialised and you just, you know, I mean, we, we you, this that, is sort of that quote. Wish. That quote was said before I played, and then they saw me play and I never heard anything about them. <laughs> I'm sure that's um, yeah. So you know, never that we never got to the table on that. No, I was I I made it pretty clear to him before that it that was, was me done. I was yeah. I was there as a a stopgap for him for that year. Um, I think you got to play when you're hungry and you want to play. And once that fire started going out my belly, I wasn't the same player. I don't want to be that person who just kept hanging on. You know, just a bit of money, or I want to look at people in the eye. You know, clubs have been at. And like the coaches, and like if I think if Lee play Barra, I'll go and watch both them clubs, and I can speak to both sets of the coaching staff that used to be there, all you know, the people behind the board, or and I can look them in the face, I can share a beer, we've not had an argument, you know, to finish it off or anything like that. Which a lot of the time it comes down to because you're losing your job at the end of the day, you know, and someone's in sport. Um, but it's, I, I can do that, and I'm I'm happy it's over to be honest. Like we were saying before, we should get that game last night. I know different level but whew, that Saints Catalan game last night I was watching it oh, minute in <laughs> fighting and oh and they were coming up Saints were bashing them they were I know the score got away in the end but it was just so physical I wouldn't fancy being tackled by Dylan Apper that's for sure no no <laughs> oh, that shoulder <laughs> jeez were you, did, were you there when uh, did, were you there at the ground when Barrow lifted that League One shield or yeah I played yeah. actually played yeah. there. well turned you... up did you did you book a hotel or anything? Stay over? Or? Yeah, we stayed over because it was yeah. presentation night that night. Yeah, so. Say, yeah, so a few beers at did it, the nightclub Hollywood, Hollywood up there afterwards or something like that. We went in. Oh, I was right. in Hollywood for it. We take Barrow off the list of a night out. So <laughs> how does it rate? How does it rate Barrow on the list? <sighs> Depends what category it is in. I'd say it's like um, if you're doing football, I'd say championship level, but it's high championship level playoffs <laughs> every year, like. <laughs> Uh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Give a, so well, they, I give him a six, six Carlin out of ten to kind of drink the one. <laughs> so this is your sort of uh, second official retirement, is it? Yeah, guess it is. Just without saying a retirement. Just well, yeah, road you can say that. Up. And anything as last year saw of it was with COVID and oh, injuries. Just want to go. I just just want to go out into the sunset. You know, like cowboy when they ride off. That year, yeah. Oh, yeah, just please don't phone me up. If I see Wheeler's phone messaging me out privately and not in a group, I just think, please don't ask me to play again. I've just been up since five o'clock to go work. I am not coming back to play in the window. <laughs> I said to him, oh, said, if phone me in Jan- July after my holiday. <laughs> do half the season. But do the summer part of yeah, the season. When, I, when I've been on holiday and spent all my money, because there's any chance I can have some money back. <laughs> I need to top up the bank for my next holiday. But so, yeah, no, no, no that's me. So it is official then. Not official, Matt. Oh, yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah. yeah, that's me. Like I said to you, I enjoy my weekends too much now. Yeah. Like, it's like it last night. Sacrifice. You've, you've played rugby for what, 15 years? The sacrifice. Yeah. You yeah, probably, right. you're, you're training, even full time, part time, you're training at least twice a week. Then you've got your captain's yeah. role. Then you play on, let's yeah. say, yeah. Never, I've never had a summer holiday. Yeah, because even if you've been time, on you, holiday you, longer than two, yeah, yeah, two days. Nights will be gone, won't they? Because you, because you, yeah, you play Sunday. Yeah, exactly, and then you're back to work Monday. Yeah, so that, like I said, I already did that last year. It was part time, you know, played and worked. And fair play to the lads, I've done that for over ten years. Like that isn't me. That is giving up a hell of a lot, and the sacrifices their families must make. Like they've got kids, and I know they're getting money to pay for certain stuff. So you probably do anything with your family kind of thing but fair play to them they deserve more than they get yeah there's a lot of sacrifice um yeah i love a lot that's like you say you're missing out you're missing out on all the times you meant to go on holiday and stuff like that so 
it's just COVID's got me, so I can't go. I've not been able to go in Wales summer, so I've booked it this year. A few holidays to go to, so I'm going to enjoy sun. Uh, we're only a two-hour flight. I might have been to fork out money to go anywhere else. There you go. What did you say, France? You gone back to France? Oh, you've been to France, haven't you? No, I've been to France in November. Um, I've got a Parma booked. Um, a few trips there, so probably get a Benedon Benedon trip in with a few of the lads and uh, <laughs> yeah. well, Johnny Pound out on them. Your friends are your no, friends. We used to go on the back end now. You, yeah, we used to go friends, yeah. Yeah, we used to go at the back end, you know, like lads do it. Yeah, like, yeah stag dudes, lads. And we did on Liam K's worthy stag do there, which were two good trips. Um, but Johnny Pound always trying to organise one for a few of the lads that used to play at Lee. Um, he's, so hopefully that'll come. I think chance chance got final weekend trying to get out there for watch it there. Right, yeah. So be a good a good uh, weekend celebration. Yeah, good drink. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, just one more of our guests on the on the list is your sort of international honours. Oh yeah, Wales. Geez. Yeah. So how do you how do you qualify for Wales? My granddad's Welsh, right. so he, he he played for Wales rugby league as well. Right. So how you ended up moving up north was he signed for Oldham as a 17-year-old. Um, so he moved up here and then he met my grand and never went back kind of thing. So I qualified through that. But again, I had some great trips, really. Yeah, did the you first Yeah, 13, we didn't do too well. I missed out on a few with injury. I should have gone, but I broke my elbow to Australia. I got selected for that. But like we won the my first year, 2010, we won the European Nations beat France in Albi. And it it was brilliant. Just like we're meant to win and we did it. So we got to play against like the Australian teams the year after and New Zealand and England. But I used to have some good trips with Wales. So John Keir's in charge now, is he still? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. John's a, John's a good coach and a really nice fella. So yeah. hopefully. Yeah, so actually, I should get something. I played in the qualifier game. I played one game. Um, we beat we beat Ireland at Wrexham. Uh, but I, I was a bit out of shape. I'd just been Vegas, and I got back two days before and played. So it wasn't very good. But I, I played. So we there was like we're on the road. We're going to England before. I'm going to England later on tonight. So just get me back in my bed. In terms of a career highlight, could you choose? Could you pick one? Uh, I'd say mainly when I look back on highlights, I mainly look back on like, like I played in a Super League Grand Final, but I can't really remember it really. And because I was so young, and I took it a bit for granted. But then I think of years, you know, certain years of highlights. So, I'd say 2014 at Lee when we won the championship was just a great set of lads. Like, it was a laugh a minute. Just everything clicked. Everything. I mean, off the field, on the field, it was a great thing. Not one bad word to say about them all. And then the two years at Toronto just stand out. Just, if I probably had my time again, how much I love the place, I'd have emigrated at 20 there because it's just such a fantastic place. Great city, great people. But on the field as well, we did pretty well. Um, even though we lost in the million-pound game, it kind of overshadows everything. But no excuse. But we did a lot of travel. We've been away from families and everything like that. So it kind of burnt us out in the end. We beat Leeds the week week before at Headingley. So it just it just caught up on us a bit. But I'd say Toronto and that 2014 year at Lee. So, and you see the people off the back of that that I know. You just want them to do well. So the friendships you made over the time is great. Like Rolls is the coach at Salford now. So hopefully they have a good year. I've got like Matty Russell and Dicko to lose. Hope they have a great year. I want them to do well. So it's it's good. Will you be keeping an eye on Toulouse? Obviously, you played rugby league in France. France now, second team in Super League, first time ever for yeah. Toulouse. You must be a pretty big fan of French rugby league. You mentioned yeah, it I'm as well. I I probably advocate for it now a bit, like the passion down there. You've got the crowds, like you say, you've got like Maloney, Nathan Pete going over there playing. It's a really tough competition over there, and this little stadiums they've got, fantastic. Like and, but I went watching Toulouse a few times when I was over there because Ben Evans was playing, so we just drive down and watch. So they've got a decent crowd there, and like I say, the World Cup next year, next few years in France, they need two teams there. 
there's enough to cater for it. So um, Toulouse is a fantastic city. And it will only benefit so, France internationally, won't it? Because, yeah, because it's really benefit, benefit rugby league. So, and real, I know they've had a bit of a destruction start with whatever's happening with their players, but hopefully they just stay in it and they get a good win. Like picking my Russell up is a really good pickup for them. I couldn't believe Salford wouldn't take. Well, he's gone Salford and then they let him go to there, which they got that many wingers. I'm not de- degrading any of the wingers that they got there, but he'll get he'll. It'll go well for him. And just a little bit on Super League as a Warrington fan. Um, let's, yeah. let's, let's have your predictions for the year. Well, I got burnt last night on paper. I said Catalan. I like the looks of Catalan this year on paper. They've signed really well. But then Saints last night just come out. They look they look oh. even better than last year, which is which is Gosh, people thought was impossible. It's they've lost, you know, they lost a couple of players like Lock and Coop, but they've got in but then they lost Bentley and then uh, Bachelor, who he come late for the second time I was there. It's great to see him doing well because he came late and just ripped him for us as well. Just a good bloke and to get man of the match last night is great and stuff like that. But the thing we're saying, they're always going to bring kids off the, you know, the line, production line. But then you've got Robes scoring a try supporting Oral to go around and go, when is he ever going to stop? I don't think he <laughs> ever will. Think... I don't think Robes will. I think it's his 19th think... season and I don't think, I don't think he'll ever stop. Don't... I'd sign up for the 20th now. He's just a freak. Just <laughs> <laughs> an absolute freak. But yeah, Saints look brilliant, don't they? Didn't they last night? Just you watch that Matty Leeds just running off the line. Like, you think, oh my God. Jesus, like that. <laughs> but, maniac. So, Warrington, possible. I mean, they've, they've Darrell Powell now. They're sort of new era again. Yeah. Really I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. People, the, the discussion really is the forward pack. They're not sure if the forward pack could match the likes of, say, Ellen's, Catalans, but they've got the talent in the halfbacks. You've got young yeah. Matt on the wing. He's come from, he came from Swinton. Yeah, some experience at the back at Steph. And I don't know, Warrington. Maybe it's the best thing for him to happen, though. Going a bit underrated. But this, like the forward side, Ollie Holmes, that was another one who was kid coming through at Cass. Good signing. It worked for you. Sometimes you need just workhorses like that to play for you. He's a great player, and you always got Daryl Clark there. So they're not a bad side, don't get me wrong. But I just think Saints look so strong. And then you've not even added Wigan to it. Leeds have signed pretty well. Um, I bet year we win, win something. I think uh, Leeds might win the cup. Yeah, and then you've got Cass. Cass, they've got a new coach in there. But I think Warrington's a good choice getting Daryl Powell in. Yeah, really, really. As a fan, when I, I seen him, he got it. I was like, that's good, really good bit of business for the club. Kind of knows, he knows that you're not bringing someone from the outside in, you know, from like NRL or something like that, which isn't a problem anyway. But you've got him who knows the structure of the league. And look at what he did with Cass, what he's done with Featherston. He always brings success. And now you give him a, a bit of a pot of money as well. What can he do there? So um, hopefully we have a good year. Yeah. And you'll have a team to support basically in every league you'll have. You've got your oh, yeah, yeah. you've got yeah, Lee, Lee slash Barrow in championship, and then did you spend some time with Swinton with the League One favourites? Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Again, that was Duffy. I was in Australia at the yeah. time because it was midway between contracts. I was playing for a club in Australia called Coromel. Um and he, yeah. he, we got knocked out, and then I come back for them for a few weeks playing for them, which was good. So we survived. Play. That's that's what he was meant to do. So they're going to be, they could be your team to support in League One as well. They go in as favourites with Keith Lee, I think. Yeah, well, I'd seen the hammered thingy the other week, well, Wales. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I can, I can I can see them going up. They've got some good players, but then you've got Oldham as well. Sam Riddy and stuff like that knows yeah, the league. Stuart Littler, I know they, they, Littler, so. yeah, they got defeated in the Cup, haven't they? But you can't, you can't overreact just yeah. just that. Listen, sometimes it's better to get knocked out of the cup and you're not getting injuries and you can focus on that. So, yeah. I've got, never mind each, each league. I've got one in each county I can pick, really. <laughs> you said it. You're county. Journeyman. journeyman, but it's only led to good journeys. I hadn't realised you'd spent time in Australia in your career as well, so that's another bonus. Yeah. League, isn't yeah. It? yeah, when I first left league, I ended up, um, me mate, because I didn't know what to do. Um, so I had about six months off. I mean, mate, Jimmy Green, who played at Cass, 
So I've been over and seen him in Oz a few times. He signed, he's in the Illawarra comp uh, playing there. And he said, the Coromel are one of the best sides. He said, why don't you come over and play for us for a few months? So I just said, yeah, let's do it. Jumped on a plane and went over there. So it was really good. Again, it was just a different experience. Because um, he lived right on the beach. But like after the end of the training session, go and have a can of beer with everyone. And then they do all the meat raffles over there, which is good. And got to go and watch the State of Origin. And then Sydney, because he's one of his best friends. Yeah, one of his best friends is James Maloney. So he got us tickets for afterwards and all the Batchy Blues stuff. So it's a bucket list. Tick, tick that off. Yeah, did you, manage, did you manage to have a pint with James Maloney? I believe he, he enjoys a, a drink, maybe. No, no, I've never I've never met him personally. I've I've heard the stories like a few of what Jimmy says and stuff like that, but I've never met him personally. So yeah, yeah but yeah. just one last one then, because of all these teams you played with, all these players. If you had to pick one of the toughest players. Training wise, game wise, that we've played alongside, who would it be? Um, it's a tough question, that, isn't it? Because there's that many people. So many, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, like just... tough in, in different ways, kind of thing. So I always find it hard to pick someone who's who's so tough like that. Because I always remember later I've missed someone off that I go, oh, I should have said that. So uh, I won't put you under that pressure then. No, I can't. I can't be dealing with that without. It's only quarter to two. I've not had a beer yet on a Friday. You've got to give us a minute. Yeah, yeah. almost very o'clock on a Friday. Well, enjoy retirement. Oh, I'm enjoying too yeah. much of it. So. Yeah, we we might see you back, but you think not. So enjoy retirement. <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining us. No, no worries. Anytime. A great discussion. Yeah, we'll we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for listening to the Love Rugby League podcast. Know someone who shares our collective love for rugby league? Let them know about this podcast and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Eager for more rugby league news? Visit loverugbyleague.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.